The following podcast is brought to you by Babe Media. I'm Emma Clark. And I'm Kelsey Burdett. You know those people you follow that just seem to get it? They have the Instagram content that you actually watch. They own the brands that you just can't stop buying from. And they tell the stories you actually remember. The kinds of people that leave you wondering, how do they do that? Well, we follow them too. And we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hi, hope everyone's having a good week so far. Um, This episode is going to be a little bit different. Kelsey and I, we've been thinking about repurposing different types of context. We've had so many good conversations. This podcast has been around for almost a year already, which is crazy, but we've had so many good conversations with our guests on different topics. And so we're going to do some episodes where we pull out insights from our guests on a particular topic. And one question that comes up in pretty much every episode and something we get from our audience a lot is when should I quit my job? When should I take my side hustle full time? How to make that decision? Because it's a huge decision and there's so many factors that go into it. It's a very personal thing. But yeah, we thought we would use this episode to share our own thoughts about it. And then we'll cut over to a bunch of our guests' thoughts on it. Yeah. And I think what makes this topic in general so difficult to navigate is that there are so many competing opinions. You'll talk to one person and they're so adamant on the fact that you should focus full time on whatever it is that you want your life to be surrounded around. And that's typically your side hustle. And then you have other people, sometimes people who have done that and their retroactive advice is wait until your side hustle deserves your full-time attention. And so I can understand why so many people are confused. Even if you like rewind the clock a little bit, our conversations for how many months were like, is now the right time? Is it not? If I do, how do I make the most of it? It's a lot to take in. Oh my gosh, it's a massive decision. It's a massive decision and it is such a personal thing. We're going to share our insights. We're going to share insights from our guests. But at the end of the day, it is really a personal decision. And the hope with this episode, it'll just give you some different ways to think about approaching it. Um, But at the end of the day, you have to know what factors are going into it for you um, to be able to make that decision for yourself. And if I can offer one piece of advice before we get into our guests' advice and Emma's experiences, there's going to be one deep in your gut that you're rooting for, right? You're going to listen to all of these different perspectives and you're going to think, oh, I really like what this person has to say. This one feels more right. Listen to that right? Mm -hmm. I think everyone deep down knows what the right decisions are and sometimes just need that little extra nudge to go make that, whatever that decision is. So, So pay attention to who you're rooting for as you listen to these perspectives. Oh my gosh. No, that's such a good point. Like it's so easy to get up in your head of what makes the most sense and what looks good on paper and whatever, but intuition and gut feelings are it's a gift having that and being able to access that. And if you have that, listen to it. And a lot of the time it takes a lot of trust to listen to that because it's the scarier option, but you make such a good point. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Well, speaking of trusting your gut, nobody knows better than our resident quit your job in favor of your side hustle, Emma Clark. So Think back to when you were originally deciding to pull the plug on your day job. Give the the new listeners a little bit of context as to what was happening in your life at that time, and then we'll go into what life has been like since then. Okay. 
Yeah. So I worked at Shopify for four and a half years. It couldn't have been a better place to begin my career. I have to preface all of this with that. I am so grateful for the experience I had at Shopify. It introduced me to so many incredible people who are now some of my closest friends, including Kelsey. It gave me so much good experience, exposed me to the world of entrepreneurship and all the possibilities there are to make money for yourself. So I think that in general really planted a seed early on when I started at Shopify is like, ooh, do I want to work for a company for the rest of my life or do I want to find a way to live on my own terms, to make an income on my own terms and be my own boss? And it became clear pretty early on, I want to say a couple months in, that I am not made to work for somebody else. And there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else. I'm not trying to bash on it because it works for a lot of people and that's what a lot of people want. And that's totally fine. I'm not trying to say the only thing you can do is be an entrepreneur. And if you don't do that, then there's something wrong with you. You don't have drive. Not at all. Just for me... I like to do things my own way. I don't like people telling me what to do. And at the end of the day, I'm not as motivated by working for someone else as I am for myself. One other thing, sorry to cut you off, but I think stress is absolute for you. And I I hope that how I'm saying this makes sense. You're going to take on stress, whether it's your own thing or whether it's for your company. You're not somebody that can just sit in, let it be other people's problems and coast, right? That's not who you are as a person. And so if you can't make that separation between your job and the stress that comes from that. And then the stress that you bring home with you at night, that makes it really tough, right? And it's different when you're feeling stressed because you're motivated and you're hungry and you're building your own thing versus doing that for somebody else. Totally. I I do have a very high standard for myself. I'm the type of person, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I don't, it will be burned in my mind forever and I will forever (laughs) regret it. So that made working for somebody else really stressful because I never wanted to let people down. And I wanted to do my best work day in and day out, but then also couple that with imposter syndrome, feeling like I'm not supposed to be there and I didn't earn Mm. the opportunity to be there. It does create a really stressful environment. I stayed at Shopify because I kept growing in the company. I kept moving into new roles. I kept getting promoted. I kept getting new opportunities to learn. And I was also making good money. I had stock options that were vesting. I had the golden handcuffs. There were a lot of things that (laughs) rationally were saying, stay there. This makes sense on paper. Why would you give this up? Um, And so I didn't even really let it be a thought, honestly. I was like, yeah, I'm staying at Shopify until I'm done my master's because I started my master's two years ago now. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be able to pay for that myself. I didn't want to have to take on student loans to do that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do my master's. I'm going to work at Shopify. And then once I'm done my master's, I'm going to leave. And for everyone listening, there will always be these things. Either someone is just getting married and you need to support them with a wedding. So you're just going to stay for this season. Or maybe a family member gets sick and you're just going to tough it out until they're better again or whatever it is. For you, it was completing a master's. But I bet you this theory applies across the board. Totally. Totally. Because why wouldn't you want to make good money and have a secure job, right? Like there's so much appealing about that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like I said, I didn't even let it be an option that I was going to leave. I deep down knew I didn't want to be there long-term. I knew I didn't want to grow my career in a company. That wasn't going to be the way I was going to support myself, but it was always a future thing, future thing, future thing. Fast forward to winter of 2021. It has (laughs) been a long fucking haul with COVID. (laughs) Me and Kelsey were living together in Toronto. We had been in lockdown since November. It was winter. I like was just depressed. I was fully depressed working from home. I'd get outside for my silly little walk for like 20 minutes a day. That was my one thing I was doing. Other than that, I was not doing well. And it honestly just kept getting worse. I was getting super anxious. I cried in meetings at work. It was pretty dire. And so my parents were like, okay, come back to Saskatoon for a bit, get centered, whatever. So I go back to Saskatoon in early May. 
and me and my mom go for a walk. And I'm telling her how work's really stressing me out and I feel overwhelmed because I was doing the podcast, working full time and in a master's. And it was a lot. I was really just burnt out, but I was holding myself to the standard of like, I should be able to do all of it. So finally on this walk with my mom, she says, what if you didn't have to work at Shopify anymore? Like, what if that was an option? I was like, it's not an option, mom. I make too good of money. It's too good of an opportunity. I can't leave that behind because in the back of my mind, I still have that imposter syndrome of like, I'm not supposed to be here in the first place. I lucked out getting this opportunity. If I leave this, what am I going to go do? I don't have what it takes. And so then I was just like, I was like, immediately, no, (laughs) like that TikTok, immediately, no. I've seen what I needed to see and it's a no, whatever that TikTok is. Anyways, that's it. Um, Exactly. (laughs) Immediately. No mom. But then I just let it sit for a bit. I started talking to my trusted advisors, Kelsey being one of them. And I started just sitting with this thought of, okay, what if I didn't work at Shopify anymore? What would that look like? And I started getting so excited by the thought of having more time and freedom to do what I wanted. But then coupled with that, obviously, was so much fear, was the fear of, I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to make money? I like making money. I like providing Mm -hmm. a good lifestyle for myself. So there was a lot of back and forth until finally, it was about a month of thinking about it. And then finally, I was like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? If I quit, and don't figure something out, I will go get another job. I'm very employable. Mm -hmm. It's not like I was making life-changing money at Shopify. I could easily go make more somewhere else, and I knew that. So having that in my back pocket, I'm like, okay, this is something Emily said in her episode too, like what's the worst that can happen? Yes, it's risky, but if you're a smart person, if you're resourceful, you can figure it out. And I think a lot of the time, you actually need that push of like, if I don't figure it out, I got to get another job. So I want to figure it out. One thought, we talk about this idea of like stepping into a new box when you're evaluating something like leaving your job. And I think a good indicator that you're ready for the next step is when you're in your current box, which is your current job, your current way of thinking, your current life. You step into the next box to think about what would the world look like? What would life look like if I were to do X, Y, Z? When it gets difficult for you to step back into the first box because you're like, oh, compared to this daydreaming that I just did for the other possibility, my current life doesn't look so good. Okay, if that's the case, probably a pretty good indicator that that next step warrants your attention. Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to be honestly crippled with fear at the thought of it too, because I was. Like, I remember the night before I put in my notice, I was like, am I actually doing this? Like, am I like in a manic episode? Like, what is happening? I'm actually (laughs) about to quit my job because for so long I told myself it wasn't a thing. It wasn't something Mm -hmm. that was going to happen. But yeah, I was so excited by the thought of what could happen. Yeah. And I think also like I just wanted to be able to be more myself. I wanted to tap into the things that I'm actually interested in doing and mm-hmm. like doing and in the box I was in at Shopify, I didn't really have that opportunity from a professional perspective. So I think yeah. that was another big part of it. Okay, so the the moment and it might not have been a moment at all, but the moment where you were like, okay, this is happening, what happened? What was that moment like? Honestly, it was me talking to literally everyone and telling them and trying to get their thoughts. Like I had been like, okay, I think I'm going to do it. This is going to be the day. But I had to talk to everybody first before I was very much seeking reassurance still. I was not like totally sold yet. Yeah. And see, that is, that is just like how you operate. You love being open with everyone around you and getting 
feedback. That's a big part of how I think you, you like gut check your decisions. Do you think that's a personality trait or do you think that's something everybody should do? I think it's good to get inputs, but I think like you're saying at the beginning of the episode, you know, in your gut, what you want to do. I knew that this was the chance I wanted to take. I knew I didn't want to work at Shopify anymore. And I think it was just a lack of confidence that I was still looking for that reassurance from people. Had I really been just totally believing in myself and what I could do, I probably wouldn't have been doing that. Um, Because I really think true confidence is just trusting that you're going to be able to figure it out. That no matter what gets thrown at you, you can handle it. You can take it. You can figure it out. And I think I was still lacking that, but I think that's what's developed in the months since leaving. That's really exciting. Okay. So you hand in your resignation. How do you feel in that moment? Honestly, I felt so good because my couple weeks on my way out of Shopify, I was having goodbye chats with all my close colleagues and mentors and leaders I'd worked with. My heart was just really warm. So I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, these relationships that I've built here and the reputation I've built for myself comes with me after I leave. It doesn't, just because I'm leaving Shopify doesn't mean I'm leaving everything it gave me. So I honestly, yeah. I just felt really good on the way out. I was so grateful for the people and the experience. And I was just so excited. It was, scary, but I was so excited. And then that excitement lasted for like a week after yeah. and then I started to slip. Yeah. So let's talk about this because expectation versus reality is always a huge question mark when you're about to make a decision like this. Talk to us about the emotional roller coaster that ensued after. Yeah. So I went to Vancouver after One of my best friends lives there. So I went and visited her. It was so fun. We had a great time. It was just like celebrating this freedom. And I felt so free. I was like, I don't have to check Slack. I can't even check Slack. I'm not even (laughs) attached to it anymore. Like I don't have my email. It was the most free feeling. Yeah. And that lasted for a while. But then all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, I have a lot of time on my hands. I haven't had this literally since before I went into university. Like I worked all throughout university. I started at Shopify two weeks after finishing my undergrad so I was like, what, what is this? I honestly didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And one of my friends who's done something similar, she warned me. She's like, you think you're going to have all this energy and you think you're going to want to dive into all these things you want to do, but expect a lull, expect needing time of rest. And that's what I needed. So I really wasn't doing much, but because I wasn't doing much and I had so much time on my hands, I was just ruminating. Yeah. Well, it's one thing, it's one thing to hear somebody else's experience and be like, oh yeah, okay, expect rest, but then not actually internalize that. And you're like, okay, that was your experience. That might not be my experience. And I think that's kind of what happened. You knew that that was a possibility, but you didn't show yourself the the grace or the time to be able to go and like process that. Yeah. And like, even though I kind of knew it was coming, I was like, okay, I know it's going to be a transition. I know it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard. Just because you know that's coming doesn't mean that's going to just make that go away. I was anticipating some hard moments in the transition. And yeah, it was. There were hard moments for sure. Because like I said, I had all this time on my hands all of a sudden. And so much of my self-worth was wrapped up in my career. Snap so much. I had been riding on the fact that I worked at Canada's most successful company and I got told all the time how lucky I am to work there and wow, it must be a dream and this is the best job you're ever going to have. So I attached my identity and my self-worth to, I work at this awesome, cool tech company. Yep. And then all of a sudden I didn't have that anymore. I was like, who am Mm. I? What worth do I have just as myself without riding on the tails of Shopify? So 
I think that was a big thing that when I had that time to ruminate, I was like, I'm a loser. I'm a loser. Like that literally was what was going through my mind and nothing good's going to come from that. If that's the headspace you're in, you're not going to be motivated to try to do something. You're not going to be motivated to make things happen for yourself. You're going to be so down that all you want to do is lay in bed. And that's pretty much what I did. And you don't see a path forward. That's another thing that I I don't think enough people understand is, yeah, you can expect like the valley of despair or that lull, but in the moment, you're not convinced that there is another way just around the corner. You might think that this is permanent. That's really scary. Absolutely. There was just no hope. I was like, oh, this isn't working for me. I'm not figuring it out. I'm not doing anything I said I was going to do. I don't have what it takes to work for myself. So that was coming true right? What you think you become, that is the perfect example of that. I thought I was a loser. I thought I didn't have what it takes. So I wasn't doing anything. And yeah, it got to a point where it was another day that I'd just been doing nothing. And I was like, okay, tomorrow has to change. Tomorrow, Mm -hmm. we're turning this around. And I think that's also something I'm learning in school is one of the best ways to treat depression is behavioral activation. So when you're depressed, you don't want to do anything. Yeah. The best way to get out of depression is forcing yourself to do something, even though you yep. don't want to, because that start, that's what starts to build momentum. We talk about momentum on this podcast totally. so much and how important it is. So yeah, it got to the point. I was like, okay, tomorrow I'm getting up in the morning. I'm going for a walk. I'm working out. I'm making myself a healthy breakfast. I did that. And the rest of that day was better, not perfect, but better. Yeah. And then slowly I was able to start building up that momentum again. My meditation practice really came in handy. And now I'm in this mindset of like, I can fucking do this. Like I can do anything. And I think it's just proof that you have so much power in yourself to determine how things are going to go for you. That is such a quotable moment. We are definitely turning that into a bunch of other content because it's so true. (laughs) And we talk all the time about the power of your mindset and the power of your attitude, not just over your actions throughout the day, but on healing your body, on healing your mind on helping you learn and trust yourself for the first time in a long time. It is incredibly powerful. And for everyone listening, I just want to give a little bit of a snapshot because I know Emma won't hype herself up. We are literally DMing and messaging from like what, 6.30, 7 a.m. your time all day talking about new ideas, talking about new initiatives, talking about little tweaks, what we're learning from podcasts. It's almost like a rebirth. You have this energy and this enthusiasm for the podcast, for your side hustle, for your master's program, for life in general that you didn't have even in your best moments while working at Shopify. Yeah. So not only have you come back out of the lull stronger, but you're the best version of yourself ever. Yeah. No, I honestly, like I felt the best that I've felt in years. And so my advice, if you're in a similar position, if you're thinking about leaving your job and also I'll preface when I was leaving my job, I was not going into some cushy side hustle that was making me money. Yeah, true. Podcast, and I'm a student. Like I, I don't have a business I'm running, and so I have to obviously call out my privilege in this. I am fortunate that I have a good amount of savings for my time at Shopify. I'm fortunate that my parents have a big enough house that I can hang out here for a bit while Mm -hmm. I get on my feet. And a lot of people don't have that option, so I feel for you if if there's more complexity. For me, it was really putting my ego aside. And not getting down to myself for the fact that I'm 27 and I'm living with my parents and I don't have a job because that doesn't sound great, but it can Mm -hmm. also be, I'm taking a chance on myself. I believe I have what it takes to figure it out. I just got to do some building and I need some time to do that. And now that I'm in a better mindset about it, things are clicking. I have energy. Things are happening. I, I get if you don't have all those things in place and again, my advice would be if you have this vision for yourself and you have something you want to do, 
it's so tacky, but you have to believe that you can do it. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe you're going to do it, you will not do it. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that doesn't necessarily mean quit your job tomorrow. And I think that's the number one thing that we can get across to people is all it means is pick your lane, right? Evaluate your options from a a perspective of empowerment. Know that you can make either one work well for you and you can be happy in either one. Pick the one that's right for you and then stand solid in the fact that you made the right call for yourself. Exactly. Trust in your ability to figure things out. Trust that you have what it takes to make moves. And then, yeah, work on building a plan for yourself. But I think also what I was doing at Shopify for so long was like, I can't leave, I can't leave, I can't leave. I had the blinders on. I didn't feel like I had options. I felt so stuck because I had told myself I couldn't leave. I hadn't considered it as an option. So I think my other piece of advice would be just think about your options. Don't rule anything out. It doesn't mean you have to do it. But just entertain the thoughts, entertain the thoughts of, okay, if I could do anything I wanted, what would that be? And then, okay, is that actually that unrealistic? How can I work that into my life now? How can I get to a place where that's what I'm doing? Don't shut out options because you think it's not possible because it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's no rules. Totally. There's no rules. <laughs> there are no rules. The number of times I say that on a weekly basis, just to provide a bit of the the other perspective, I think watching Emma go through this transitionary period has actually been so good for me because now I'm thinking about these things. And ultimately I came to the other conclusion that now is not the right time to leave my job. And I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I'm pushing myself nine to five and I'm learning more in this more comfortable environment, yes, of course, but I'm learning more than I'm ready to give up right now. But the big thing for me was what do I want life to look like in five years, right? And for me, this may change obviously, but at this point I want rental properties. I want a strong investment strategy in the works. I want a lot of things that cost a lot of money to be honest (laughs) with you. And so for me, as long as I'm still learning in my day job and I'm making good money to where I can start to chip away on these other objectives, then that's what's right for me right now. Mm -hmm. And my opinion might change in two years, but for this year, for right now, I'm feeling really good about the decision Mm -hmm. that I made. Exactly. Exactly. Like there's no, there's no right way to do things. We talked about this with Baba in her parenthood episode too. Like there is no one way you should live your life. And I think it's really easy when you're seeing other people do things, be like, oh, I guess I should, I guess I should do this thing. I guess I should quit my job. Everyone's quitting their job. No, maybe you don't need to. I think it's just, yeah, having that vision of what do you want your future to look like? And then what's the best way to work towards that right now? Yep. Totally. And just knowing that nothing is permanent, literally like there are no rules. Nothing is permanent. That's the only rule. (laughs) And the idea is whatever is working for you right now doesn't have to be what works for you in two years. Again, going back to the Baba episode, that's exactly what she said when it comes to raising children, being a stay at home mom might work for one child and then being a working mom might work for your next. And if there Mm -hmm. are no rules, who's to say that you can't have both? Totally. Totally. And there are very few things in life that are irreversible. Yeah. There are some things, but most things, if you make a decision and you decide, oh shit, this wasn't the right thing. Okay. You can go figure something else out. So I think that's an important reminder too. These decisions can feel so big and scary, but they're not permanent. Yeah. They're just, what's the right next best thing right now? And then you go from there. 
I really hope that this episode doesn't come across like cliche because a lot of the things we're dropping are probably not completely revolutionary concepts, but I hope that you guys can hear how genuine Emma and I are when we're talking about this stuff because we're seeing it lived out in both of our experiences and we're seeing how good life can be when you trust yourself a little bit. And so Mm -hmm. we just hope everyone listening to this walks away entertaining their options, maybe for the first time ever in their lives and feels empowered to make the right decision for them. Absolutely. And that you feel confident that whatever that life is that you want, you can build that. There is a way to do it and you don't have to settle. You don't have to settle for not feeling fulfilled, for not enjoying your day to day. Life is too short for that. And yeah, again, like Kelsey said, I hope this isn't sounding cliche, but it's true. Yeah. And it's something we're passionate about. We want people to feel like they have options and that they're empowered totally. to live a life that feels good to them, to make a shit ton of money if that's what they want to do. And what's so wrong with that? You know? <laughs> so now that you've heard Emma and my opinions on when to leave your job, if leaving your job is the right call, I think it's only natural that we start to share a little bit about the guests that we've had on and when they found was the right time to leave their job or not. And so with that, we're really excited to go back to a couple of episodes that we've aired previously, pull out the excerpts that apply here and give you guys a few more opinions to listen to. Exactly. And so before we do that, we're going to do a new segment on the show where we highlight a brand we're loving every month. We think different brands get it. It only makes sense for us to talk about them and share them with you as well. So for this week, which is actually convenient, I have them right here. We are featuring Seed. So Seed is a daily symbiotic. It's a probiotic and a prebiotic. So it has this outer casing of prebiotic, which fuels your gut flora. It's the things that the good bacteria in your gut can feed off of. And then the probiotic is that good bacteria. And so probiotics don't just improve your gut health. I can't summarize in this two minute excerpt how important gut health is, but it's very important. It does not just affect your digestion. It affects your mental health. It affects your mental clarity. It affects your skin. The gut is called our second brain now, the more research we're finding about it. So again, go do your own research on the microbiome, but fascinating stuff. Maybe I'm an herb, but it's very fascinating. (laughs) And so (laughs) I've been taking seed for, I think almost two years now. I take it every morning. It's like one of the only probiotics I've used that actually works. And what I also love about seed is they're so environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. So their packaging is glass. They send you refills in compostable little packages. You can just refill this glass up. You're not getting a new one every time. Yeah. It's just a great brand to support. They're also just beautiful branding and all the things that makes a brand that we think gets it. That's what I was going to jump in and just say is like, I, yeah, microbiome. I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not as into that part of it from a business perspective. Oh my gosh. They're so killer. They have done such an amazing job with their influencer strategy, leveraging a lot of the micro and the nano influencers out there, getting people to tell their story of how the product has helped them and actually live a better, healthier life and just feel better overall. And then their affiliate programs too. They're just, they're spot on. So all around, absolutely awesome company. Totally. Like we're going to share an affiliate link down below. If you do want to try out seed, definitely check it out. But the cool thing is before getting that link, I had to take a course on the microbiome on probiotics on their product before I could even get a link. So it just goes to show that they're really focused on education and that they're actually the real deal. It's not just some gimmicky product. They put so much science and research into this. So yeah, we will link it down below for you. If you'd like to check out seed, I highly recommend and just DM us on Instagram. If you have any questions for me on what I've thought Mm -hmm. about the product, any of those things, I'm always happy to chat. Yeah. 
Love it. So with that, now let's get into hearing from some of our past guests on their experiences leaving their jobs. So we're going to hear from Emily Oliveira, Mm -hmm. Taylor Frankel, and Connie Lowe, three badass stars. Yeah. And they're all in the skincare beauty space. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Love it. Let's do it. Okay. You've heard me and Kelsey ramble enough. Let's get into hearing about how our guests decided when they were going to leave their full-time job. First up, we have Emily Oliveira. She is the founder of New Beauty. Oh, I love telling this story because it was so organic for me. And I think that the best brands come from an, an organic situation. So I would say this was maybe 2019, 2018. I was still working corporate. So I was working for the Hudson's Bay as a marketing manager. And I always thought I wanted to be corporate. I was like, I'm going to be a CEO. I went to school for business. I was like, this is it. Um, Working my way up. That was my only goal. And then when I got there, I was, this is not it for me. It's not fulfilling. Yes, you know, achieving those goals when I wanted it to be on a certain timeline, whatever it was was fulfilling. But once I got there, I was just like reconsidering everything. Like, is this what I really want to do? And I was actually that person asking other entrepreneurs, when did you know? Because how would you know? You know, there's so many factors to think about. I always say when you know, you know, and I know that's like a cheat answer. It's so different for everybody, like your financial situation. Are you ready to leave a corporate stable job where you have a paycheck every single two weeks? Are you okay to be taking this on full time? You have to set a new schedule, a new routine. It takes a lot of discipline to be an entrepreneur and to leave your corporate job. So when I knew it was time was when I was waking up and I was more passionate about new beauty than I was my corporate job. And when I started New Beauty, it wasn't like that. I was very passionate about my corporate job. I was very passionate on taking on new challenges and working my way up. Like I, I really wanted to be like a CEO of a big corporation. That was always my goal. But at some point in my journey, it flipped. And that's when I knew that New Beauty should be my full-time thing. It was fueling my energy. Like it was making, you know, that fire within me so passionate. Whereas my corporate job, although I love the people I worked with and and the brand, it was like, I cannot do another presentation. Like I physically cannot do this anymore. And that's kind of how I knew. So I always say like, when you know, you know, and I always say, what's the worst that could happen, right? So like, let's say you quit your full-time job, your corporate job. What is truly on the rational mind? Like what is the worst that could happen? your brand fails and you have to go back. You get a new corporate job, right? Like that risk isn't actually that risky because there's always a plan B, plan C, plan D. It can go on and on and on, right? So everyone is so different. And when you're ready I to take the, the way lead Emily thinks and you, about it. I think she gives really good advice. Succeed, and I like her that's when the right time point is. of, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Once you evaluate the risk and you really put your options on the table, I think it helps the decision become less daunting. Next up, we're going to hear from Taylor Frankel. She is the co-founder of Newsticks. Anybody who's looking to start a business will often ask the question, when is the right time to focus fully on my brand or fully on my business? Is there a level of fiscal responsibility or profitability, or how large do I need to scale this business in order to say, oh, I'm going to quit my my other full-time job, or this is no longer a side hustle, it's a full hustle. I think, to be honest, to really grow our business, we really need it to be 100% in. A lot of people I speak to who are launching brands 
will give themselves this timeline of growth. So they'll say, okay, I'm going to put in X amount of money and I'm going to focus on this for X amount of time. Maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year. To be honest, within beauty, any type of consumer good product, you need to give it at least three to four years, I think, especially at retail. So it's a big commitment. You're investing a lot financially. And especially in the beginning, when you don't have a large team, it's the founders, right? Like if you're not doing it yourself, like you said in the beginning, it's about storytelling, right? Those initial few years, like those are your prime relationship building years to connect with your customer, connect with your retailers. That's what will bring people back at the end of the day, that emotional connection to your brand. Taylor's uh, insight on it or Taylor's take on this whole idea of when to leave your job is really interesting. And I think she makes a really good point in saying like, when you can put yourself fully into it, you can build that community. You can do that storytelling as a founder that really no one else can do. And it kind of gives yourself that best shot for success. So again, another really interesting perspective. We're going to finish off the episode with Connie Lowe. She is the founder of Three Ships. I have to say it was a really, really challenging time. Like Laura and I were exhausted physically and mentally because you'd work your nine to five. And obviously you want to give your all um, when it comes to your full-time job. And um, I fully believe you can. I remember the day that I quit my other job. They It was the day they gave me my performance review. And I remember being really surprised that they gave me an exceptional review because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like I'm secretly working on this thing on the side. But when you put your all into everything with integrity, um, I think that's the number one thing. Um, but it came down to really like, we want to save up enough money to have a six month runway um, with three ships so that when we went full time, we wouldn't need to be paying ourselves for six months. So that was really our, like the number that we had in our head. So as soon as we hit that savings amount, we decided it was go time. And during that time leading up to when we went full time, um, it was obvious, like we didn't have enough time to work on our brand. Um, we were always like secretly taking calls during the day, um, you know, in breakout rooms at work or asking people to do calls at like 8 p.m., which naturally raised a lot of questions. Um, and so it just was obvious that we had gotten to that point. But I highly recommend for people um, to work as long as they can in a job uh, if they feel like they're not sure if they want to go full time yet. I think the whole, you know, you know, jump ship, go full time, like entrepreneurship, I feel like that's overly glamorized sometimes. And like follow your dreams, like, yes, follow your dreams, but you need to, you know, worry about paying yourselves and like eating like and like having you know, shelter and all that first. So that's why Laura and I chose to do it that way. And I highly recommend it. All right. That is it for this week. Hopefully you found this episode helpful. I think it's so cool to listen back from different guests on their opinions. And I think it just goes to show, as we were saying, there's no one right way to approach it, but it's great to hear different opinions and different ways of thinking about it. So hopefully this helped you kind of navigate the decision. If you're looking to leave your job at some point, if you want to pursue an entrepreneurial venture. Hopefully this gave you some things to think about. We're still trying to grow our YouTube channel. So if you could go subscribe to us on YouTube, it's linked in our bio and Instagram. We would be so grateful. We'll be back with more content for you next week. So stay tuned for that and have a wonderful week. 